Hello again everyone. Once again we're here to talk about Bushido the Game. Here with myself and my fellow co-host Craig. Hi there. And this week we're actually going to talk about the games we've been playing on Tabletop Simulator because we actually have had quite a few games now in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Probably about 10 or so between the, the group in the group, you know, so quite, quite a decent amount, you know, considering the restrictions at the moment. Um, so yeah, we've got plenty to talk about and hopefully uh, you'll find our, and our exploration into these games quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because uh, we've probably been playing more games than um, than we have been before. Uh, yeah. Helped by the fact that uh, some of us have had some holiday um, as well. So yeah, yeah being able to sort of set up a few, few gaming sessions. Uh, so it's been quite nice to... Uh, play out uh, you know something that you've either painted and want to play in real life but can't or uh or something that you you know you, you've been waiting to kind of trial so i've i've given uh silver moon syndicate and the uri guys uh a go the utah uh yeah yeah uri sorry uh utah yeah yeah and i've been playing quite a bit with the tengu dissension but actually the the tribesman part of it and been pretty interesting games, including facing some uh, uh, peasant horde, which is uh, quite interesting. Um, but I, I, I definitely do agree with you about the whole. Um, it's, it, it's been surprisingly good for our gaming group dynamics to actually be able to use Tabletop Simulator. With it, uh, it's quite you know we I, I don't know how, if we've really explained this, but we we kind of like about an hour and a half drive away from each other. Um, and we've kind of grown two groups and we we sort of start cross-pollinating a little bit now between the two. So that that's yeah. it's quite fun to see, you know, that sort of happening. And uh yeah, it's um it allows us to play, you know, rather than being a whole day trip to get a couple of games in, it allows us to play like on the weekends and stuff like that. Still it's still I will be honest, it's not my preferred medium. I much prefer no base game. But um, And we we have had some little issues um with you know, particularly does this fit here? The sort of stuff that I think in real life you would just know whether a base could fit yeah. through a gap is so easy to know well, and little things like that. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I think generally Bushido is is um, it's less on the kind of range stuff So because often that's when it gets a little bit like, oh, that millimetre kind of you know, yeah. makes a big difference. Often it's like, you know, just moving a base around. Um but yeah, I, I, I think the biggest risk is that um, you sometimes you take a funny ca- where you take a, an angle of the game and things look a certain way to you, and and actually the best way to view the game is probably bird's eye. I've, I find just for accuracy. Yeah, but it, it, or just moving around a bit as well because yeah. um, it's, it's definitely you're right. If you have one angle on you'll probably realise that some people are a lot further or closer than you thought they were. I mean, it's great that you can measure really quick and easy, though. And, like, I I really appreciate sort of the really accurate measuring when you just want to be just over four away from someone. You know, that sort of stuff is really great. So there's some advantages. And Yeah, I mean, it'd be good if there were some standard widgets in the game and stuff like that. But, um, Mm. yeah, without overcomplicating it, I think it's it's actually pretty pretty decent you can be quite oh yeah um the it, people that put the effort in i certainly have appreciated it because yeah. we we i think i've now probably over the last like three months probably played more games virtually of bushido than in real life i think it's getting to that point yeah. you know where it's like um and so that's really been great and um 
it has helped because I think a couple of, you know, particularly um, a couple of our friends, they, they sort of like late in the evening is the prime time that they want a game, you know, uh, once the kids have gone to bed and stuff. And such as yourself as well, you know. So, um, it, so it's been quite convenient sometimes to kind of been able to get a game later in the day than you would normally have someone in around the house, you know. Um, so it's, it's kind of worked out. Often we would have uh, a game about now. Uh, but we we haven't done podcasts for a while because we've been um, playing gaming too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we, yeah, we thought we should probably um, do a podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, a few people have got to the end of um, the ones we put out so far. So so that's good. I think I think more people are kind of picking them up and listening to them. So that's that's nice to see. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great to have actual people come in and listening, and you know, it seems to be going well. So yeah, I really appreciate everyone who listens. Obviously. Yeah. um it's been really good yeah um so yeah so shall i just give a lowdown on how i found uh the Utah? yeah and this for me this was really interesting because i've read the cards i've listened to out uh, the Utah cards i've listened to the robot dice explosion episode and i kind of get what they do but it's never really come together in my head so seeing them play because I, I i watched this game i didn't play in it um was really interesting for me kind of like all the pieces of the puzzle started to come together and yeah. you know really interesting army uh very very complex compared to a lot of other box sets they're definitely not a starter box set you know <laughs> it's like they're a themed faction for a reason they're kind of they they are uh tricky but they've got a lot of depth actually so but yeah but imagine because uh, that's another, another thing i would say actually is <laughs> It's, it's been bizarrely quite popular for people just to just to join games and watch them while they're painting something or yeah like yeah. you know um it's a bit of it's, it's like a live entertainment for them it's uh well yeah it's honestly I, I i didn't think people would find time for that <laughs> but, you know what though i um it's, it's weird i the, the other day didn't we when we had our gaming day oh god yeah i know i mean that was a massively long game as well it was horrendously long but like most, most of our games aren't that long but um yeah like um i just had when you guys play this Utah versus minamoto game we're going to talk about I just got the paints out. I was, I was painting some models, listening to the game. It's pretty pretty good fun. You know, you can kind of uh, interject whenever there's a rule query, kind of, <laughs> you know, sort of yeah, say what you think the rules might be. Always handy, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. let me let me jump into it then. So, so I mean, it's interesting right. what you said about the Utah. I actually felt that um, they are, uh, to start with, like they just seem like a whole load of rules and um, interactions. And uh, for, for people who haven't sort of, looked at them too closely you 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 basically got three witches uh and um three skeletons that's that's kind of like the the core of it um then you'll you'll probably add an extra um few models just to get up to a uh, hundred rice and you know that that's your flavor and your taste um so i'd sort of Trying, trying to sort of approach these. I, I did listen to um, uh, Darren mention that robot dice robot dice yeah. uh, podcast because that that basically had like the game designer um, and the playtesters talking through how they kind of um, you know uh, approached them and, uh, and 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 sort of understood them and what they would do with them. So which is it's a it's a really good episode to listen to actually because it's it's not only people that are obviously good at playing the game but it's literally the the guy who made the rules 
and yeah. giving you the lowdown and like there's some little like snippets. A bit of um, flavor they throw in there around you know just kind of like it's just little things like um you know some of the little details they like to you know like to mention like so so basically the the, the three witches are themed one's life one's in between life and death and one's death and to put it another way basically one one's linked to the Berkumin, sort of the corrupted humans one's linked to the kairai the the zombies and one's linked to the animated warriors the skeletons um so that's so that's kind of thematic and, and and kind of cool um and they come with um a whole host of unusual abilities and interactions uh, as mentioned and i think that's probably why darren you felt it was probably quite hard to follow the game at some points. You, you, I was probably um, saying stuff. You were like, "Let's go with this." It, it, it definitely needed a bit of explanation. That. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, you know, it's it's one that I'm, you know, I I haven't I've uh, only read the cards and stuff, so I had sort of like an idea. But I think also when they have um, they have that particular uh, is it called Death Bolt or something? The Chaos Bolt. Chaos Bolt is like on a, a different on the Utah card. Which I, I was like, we're trying to follow the game and looking at the That's back of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was oh, looking yeah. at the back of the cards, going, "Where is this ability?" <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, once you've seen it once, so you kind of like, okay, yeah, of course it's there. Yeah, so I mean, I so despite the fact that they actually look really complicated, I actually found them quite simple to play with. Um, okay, it was actually the most challenging bit was more uh, positioning. So yeah, because they are slow, aren't they? They're slow. Like Utah. Yeah, and. Uh, your own models will get in your way quite often, and um, it's quite hard to reposition uh, effectively because you're, you're. And actually, we should say uh, they're not just they're not just slow, but they actually are movement free as well. So they're literally slow and movement free, which yeah. makes them incredibly, you know, slow on yeah, the battlefield. So I was playing Minamoto. I'm really pleased that Adam didn't bring, who is my opposition, um, didn't bring um, that that ice patch. Because that would, um, I think, oh god, yeah, it, they'd just be hobbling over it. Um, so, uh, so, so thankfully not. Um, but yeah, the so I mean, my my list was basically the three witches. Uh, it was two skeletons. I summoned the third in because that's one of the things that they can do once per game. And I had UGO who who basically just carrying a shrine around and and you know, it's oh, believer, such amazing ability. I, I was like, wow, that's fantastic. The First time I've seen that. You know. Amps them up. Um, the, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably talk a bit more about that in a moment. Um, um, uh, Rockero, who who I, I I just quite like him. I think he's oh. he had something unusual to um, Ure in terms of he's 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 a quite fast. Um, he guy. is a dirty traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. I mostly got him because he's uh, yeah he he <laughs> thank you and he played a lot thank you and uh, and so the bit. Yeah. You know, a bit of a, a you know, a bit of a side joke we can have on that. But, yeah, yeah. Secretly, want want to use him because he's a tengu that knows how to hit people. But yeah. you know. <laughs> like he actually likes to hit. Yeah, he actually <laughs> likes to hit people. Yeah, that's why they didn't like him. Yeah, um, that's why they got it, kicked him right out. <laughs> you can't have it all. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean, and, and that was kind of in a way the suggested list uh, from the from the mentioned podcast as well. So I, I did I didn't want to kind of throw too much 
uh, unusual stuff my way um, because I was I, I was I knew it would be quite a lot to, to get my head around already, um, especially trying to play this on um, tabletop simulator, which while well, is good, I think it would be a lot easier uh, in in real life. Um, you know, it, it's just another it, another thing. For, you know, it's it's like you have to translate everything. So um, yeah, that keeping it simple is is uh is a good thing if you can uh, and i actually find like actually back to the point these these guys are actually much simpler than i thought because really all you want to do with witches is lots of death magic and chaos bolts that's what i felt like what i really wanted to do because they've got um they've got a lot more going on they've got loads of loads of tricks um and very powerful key feats and abilities yeah uh, but often I found that the just the most efficient was um, was was chaos bolting people, and then um, death magic is basically just a range attack that they all have, and that yeah. you know it doesn't cost any key to do that range attack. Uh, they can do it into combat, which is yeah easy for them. To and it, there's skip. obviously no ammo, so it's just every action, every activation. You ideally want them to be moving free and zapping really or zapping at least you know every everything and, and so yeah back to the so sorry i did say they don't mind shooting in the combat because they normally hit skeletons and uh, yeah <laughs> it doesn't normally matter it's insane normally care because they've 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 got um uh all sorts of things going on regeneration they're durable so they generally kind of shrug it off um you gotta be a bit careful that being said that i mean they they don't often actually hit their own skeletons because they're they're actually um uh, free dice on the range attack which is that really solid so they're yeah because you're only trying to pass a six so yeah chances chances of passing three dice are pretty good so look at this way if you shoot in the combat with these guys you hit your skeleton maximum you do is one wound and um you're unlikely to do that because you you've got a challenge set test of six on three dice so it's a good chance you'll pass that um and if you do hit them um we were saying (laughs) the way the cards worded it's um when when this model deals damage as a result of a ranged attack, you can heal a friendly Uta model. So we we might we might kind of raise that on the forum um, just to check. But just on a, a a hard read of it, a cold read of it, it it does sound like even if you hit your own guy and did a wound, you you still get to heal. Um, yeah, it certainly sounds that way. They're normally quite. Um... Specific if they mean yeah, enemy, or, enemy friendly, or friendly. So, so I don't know how you're draining life from these skeletons. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, they're not really draining life. But they're—I don't know what they're quite doing to us. But they—they they seem to be getting something out of it because it—it doesn't matter if you're soulless or not, stuff like that. Normally, if it's, it's something to do with life, it's—it's it's normally kind of says you know, nothing to do. Well, that's it. I mean, technically, you could use that ability on a, you know one of my shoe-shy statues, and you know, it would yeah. Work. So yeah, it kind of makes it. Whether or not, I don't know the fluff reasons but yeah i can live with it to be honest i'm glad they didn't put more i mean there's enough text on the back of these cards anyway Um, (laughs) yeah i'm glad they didn't put more stuff in though maybe maybe that would have been kind of more you know uh, thematic in some ways they were draining life and trading it around but yeah so but yeah i mean back back to the interactions um i just found it a really good cycle to um to use it they basically have kind of got a an ability a bit like cultists to wound themselves to reduce the key cost of a of a spell, so they mm. they can do a bit of damage to themselves if need be to to fuel their powers, and then they tend to get those wounds back through dark magic. And unlike the start of witches, which I've, I've had a lot of experience with, and I quite enjoyed playing with them, 
I, I with those I tend to burn them down till they've you know they're on their last wound hoping to get it all back and it feels kind yeah, of yeah they, they they kind of need that though they kind of like they have to really really well they really have to for what I've seen they have to push I, I, it. anyway I mean you I think if you you can page yourself and there's a there's a really nice uh, card where you can um, uh, sort of double up on your counters now and. Uh, that, that that came in cycle deck but they, they they do i do find like they typically they they need to really push out the damage um their damage capabilities by wounding um by yeah using- but they get it all back don't they whereas these guys kind of like they drip feed a few wounds they hopefully yeah, drip they're more chicken back and they yeah and and that's good but they i mean they can they can if they want to do you know they they can always drain themselves more if, if need be uh, one of them okay. actually have cultist uh which is the deaf one um so oh yeah and you had a nice interaction actually he's with got uh, more a few bakumin yeah like bakumin. That, that's it so he can he can kind of drain the uh bakumin um Okay. Burakumin. Uh, it, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely saying uh, like the infinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. Uh, uh, so yeah, so they've got a lot of different ways to generate extra key links. They can wound themselves, and one of them can wound other models. Uh, y- Yure uh, has quite a few um, cards um, to, to generate more. Uh, key as well such as one of my favorites is is um uh did you do was it um uh well feed, feed on fear is always good um if you if you can get it off and there is what's that one do then that's where you you hope that your opposition fails enough fear uh test that you actually get a load of uh a load of fear uh sorry a load of key tokens from it okay um okay so they have to fail four basically and then you get four key um okay drink spirit is sorry it was one i was thinking of um that's um that one you do have to kind of get a little closer than you'd like to uh because you've got to get within three but uh, it's only one rice and then it's two key off the enemy as well um but they they also get extra key from their theme a couple of extra key at the start of the game a couple of extra key on start of turn four and um uh yeah, and, and they've, they've even got some other key feats that can generate uh, more key. So they're they, they're they're actually they're they've got a lot of key going around. Um, they will use it though because they they like to um, you know to, to to try and cast um, a lot as as much as possible. Really. Yeah, they've got some big spells, you know. And I, I think I think almost one of the first ones you did, and quite rightly so, just raised. Um, is it effectively a zombie? Isn't it? Uh, oh no! Is it a skeleton? Is it a skeleton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, this is where the efficiency of the list starts to come in because you, if you're getting two free key from your um, from your actual theme, and you, you've got quite a few different ways to generate key throughout the game, but I, I also had um, Yu-Gi-Oh who just popped down the shrine um, to give Believer one uh, within free, so. It's uh, that reduces the cost of of that key feat by one. So I, I was kind of looking at it this way: I, I'm getting two free key. I'm getting the discount of one key. It's it's normally would be six key to cast this to get a, a skelly in, which seems fair considering how much um, the big mono costs to to summon. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm basically getting. I, I actually think that this. How much key is worth is so dependent on your army because yeah. when I think about like Rokan, I, I you know spending six key to do something, you're just like yeah whatever I'll get it back in a minute. But 
you play like Jong and you're like, oh my God, every key counts. <laughs> so, oh, the other thing is that I think um, with these guys, uh, they've, I mean, they've, so they've got so many little interactions to kind of remember throughout the game, um, but it, it's really not that bad. But like when you're when you when you read it all, I think there's because when they um, when they kill an enemy as well, they get a key token. Oh yeah. So so when you're wounded enemies, you're with death magic um, or dark magic, you you're getting life back. When you're killing enemies, you're getting key. Uh, yeah. you're getting key at the start of the game and start of turn four. Um, you can wound yourself for key. You can wound other people with key, for key with one of them, and you've got these, uh, you know, the the usual sort of drain spirit, and you know, maybe go feed on fear or something else, whatever. You, you've got so many different ways of um, of generating key. It's probably more I've skipped over mm-hmm. to be honest, but yeah, it's like I, you, you, you sort of think it's a bit of a bargain. I, I feel like basically it just allows them to play with effectively ten extra rice. Um, from yeah, from the start. I mean, and and to be fair, the that's how much it would you know, the, the, of that 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 kind of skeleton who seems ridiculous. They are very well priced. Yeah, they they're, really I well mean, priced. and they they're fine within the sort of sealed limited pool that um that the Utah operate in, but uh, yeah, we we get on to that. But I mean, I think the witches are kind of supposedly the stars of the show, but in some ways, the skeletons really. Um, I don't know. Actually, I, I mean, obviously, we're going off a lot on one game here. Be interested to see more matchups, more games. Yeah. Um, but um, like for me, I found it surprising watching the game because I think Adam was really trying to. Who's playing the Minamoto? Who's really trying to kill the skeletons? And it's obviously very difficult to do that because of the fact they have regenerate two most of the game, and because there was. Um, uh, durable um you basically have to hit them three separate times to kill them in a turn which is no easy feat because you know they're, they're not exactly pushovers yeah he has still the, three dice the i think it's battle or something where they, he gets a combo attack zero so yeah he, which does help an awful that, lot that against pretty, these guys yeah, pretty perfect yeah i mean nice, but... combo com- without a combo attack you really need two you well you do you need two people without a combo attack combo attack means that you could do it with one person you could even do it with one amazing hit, but again, very unlikely. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I actually, in hindsight, I actually felt rather than it kind of like the skeletons being in the way to, and you have to get through them. Is actually, if if you can tie up one of your guys against one skeleton, you eventually get to the point where you can get past the skeletons with someone. And as soon as you can get to those Utah, yeah. they'll go down. So the skeletons actually have to be. They're not. They can't. They're kind of a. Ro- they feel like a roadblock, but I actually think they're more an offensive thing. The skeletons are probably going to be like free dicing in attack a lot of the time. Your guys, on the other hand, who against skeletons, whatever they may be, hopefully got free dice, and they just go all out defense, and you just hope to, you know, tie them up rather than the other way. You think the skeletons there basically to tie you up, but I don't think that's true. I think you're there to tie the skeletons up. It's an interesting thing about Bushido is like attack is the best form of defense sometimes, and yeah, like with. With these guys, um, they can quite. I mean, that is well, it's getting the balance right, isn't it? Because like, if you if you if you force the opponent to, I, I, you I, know, I, do a bit of both, it's, it's good. It's so easy to just put everything in attack. If you if if you know you because sometimes you can work it out. You're you're just impossible to to take out. Yeah, and so you and these guys definitely can be like that. One on one fight against one of these animated warriors, unless even even if you've got combo attack. Most of the time, you can't kill them. You know, you'd have to get a, 
you know, maybe, yeah, if, if I guess if you've got combo attack, it makes the skeleton think, okay, I can't just go all out attack because you could put one dice in and potentially that might be enough to kill oh, well, me in one hit. Is you'll but... weigh it up and say, um, you know, uh, you, you can either say quite conf- confidently, I need to put all my dice in attack or, or in defense. If I if I just yeah. survive, and if they put all the dice in defense, even a very good uh, warrior, with because with combo attack to really pay off, you need a good... Yeah, you need. Oh, you need a really good hit. You basically the best I've seen combo attack do is pretty much when the person's just pretty much out of it. They've they've probably got one dice in defense, you know, and then you get a a lucky hit, and you you might get like you might end up with two free hits. You know, I I don't really think I've seen much more than that. Yeah, I mean, it 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 can be really good, particularly if you've got poison and stuff like that. Some good interaction. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, True. Actually, I I played against um. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but the starter set. Q. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Guy, yeah. Yeah, well, and uh, he is amazing. You know, if he gets that combo attack off, he was just like the number of tokens, of poison token he puts on you is just quite scary, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think they're t- two poison to- uh, counters as well. So, yeah, it's really they are, yeah. powerful. But, yeah, the... Um, uh, I mean, this, 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 I mean, the skeletons were amazing. Just, I, I think... You know, you don't always have to go all out attack or defense, but often I think you'll you'll kind of want to because it's quite clear that you, you can get away with it, and that becomes super efficient because you you know you become almost impossible to kill. You're already pretty hard to kill, but you you become really impossible to kill, or um or or, or you're just such a massive threat that the opposition has to um to to really start to you know defend heavily. And um, and 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 that means you won't die. You know, you can't. It's unlikely you're. You, they 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 may they may still leave a dice and attack to chip a wound off you, but um, you're you're really putting the pressure on them. And and for their low rice costs, they're really uh, efficient. Um, and they can still do the objectives, and they're not slow like a lot of things yeah. like that are. Yeah, you know, so they I mean, they got a lot going for them. To all. Um, I know that is so cheeky because I was like, because I, I, talk, I was talking about the game before with Adam. And I, I foolishly was like, yeah, you just got to try and like make them prone and kind of like beat them down. I'm like, nope, none of that. <laughs> They're immune to prone. So oh, it's like, oh. No, you can't, you know, just can't make them prone. There's a, there's a lot of can't things. stun. Can't there's stun. so many things. Right. It's like, it's just so no. a lot of the ways of dealing with difficult targets is, is often to try to put some states. I know soulless makes yeah. things difficult anyway. Uh, because you know you can't you can't do uh, what I think it's just bleed and obviously key tests that that our soulless interacts with. Um, yeah, but that that's annoying the... enough. Um, but these guys yeah. like actually we're just immune to everything. I, I, well, yeah, because like prone is actually like and held and all these other things are really good ways still to you know and immobilize and stuff like this are all really good ways to even if you're soulless you can normally do these things to people well without the, a post key test would have been really quite good for for those for the minimoto as well they put out quite a lot of fire tokens if they really want to and that would yeah they can yeah way yeah. to uh do a bit of extra damage at the end of the turn that that could definitely be part of your game plan on how to take these guys down um but yeah i guess i guess they're immune to it uh, yeah i mean to be fair most things that are durable are i think immune to fire not i don't think everything though like but um a lot of things are um it, but yeah they're, they're definitely difficult to take down uh like you yeah. in your is it chisa uh the uh yeah chisa yeah use, um dogs actually things they're, they're they're kind of feel quite similar to these 
And yeah, they definitely are similar. Wink and uh, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> when I was playing the skeletons, I, I did feel a bit bad as like I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, we did have a bit of conversation about that. There's sort of the units that are um, they they're great to have in the game and stuff, but they're very a denial unit because if you get in combat with them, and it's if you, I mean, thankfully Adam knew what what kind of what they were doing. I think, uh, but like if you didn't know what they were doing, it was like. So these guys, I I can't kill with one person. It's like, yep. <laughs> it's like, but you know, it's 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 a part of the army as a whole. They, you know, it's like it, it makes well, it makes things like combo attack and other other uh, tricks more like you, you've you you've got to think about like, oh, can I get some wounds from range and then maybe go in with one person or two people to finish this this guy off? And I think definitely, yeah, yeah. When when you're playing Utah, you you basically have half your army kind of or half your war band hiding behind uh your 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 skeletons so you you'll probably only have uh three or four people who actually want to engage the enemy that's it if Um, if you look at the numbers game that's why i was saying if you do tie up the skeletons you actually will get to the point because most of the time you know we're you know we're mostly our armies that have relatively similar numbers i think with a uta you're not going to be having a particularly high number count you, you um, gang up on them and, and yeah. take them down that way because then you'll get enough hits, uh, enough attacks in anyway to, to to make it feasible. But also yeah. you'll you'll get the combat bonuses and when they're exhausted and outnumbered, you know they they will still take those modifiers. And, and, and you know if you actually get Acuba, um, the, sorry, I was saying that's when they become relatively fragile once they start losing their dice and you know yeah, it's, it's, it's then then they sort of start to feel more like their points cost. Um, well, I was, I was going to say, if you actually can kill Akiba, then uh, they actually Akuba. they know don't have to regenerate one. Yeah, she, which um, you know is yeah. manageable. Then, like, not it's still pretty nasty to be honest, but at least you can work on them over multiple turns yeah. rather than having to kill them basically in one turn, or it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's a, uh, one of the biggest assets of of the utilis, and if they're working well, then they. Uh, for, sort of force amplifier for the witches because they they stop the enemy getting to your relatively squidgy witches, but also they they lock them down into combat and then they they can either move around the enemy, um, making sure like there's a an opening basically for the witch to shoot into combat or to to cast key feats into combat relatively safe safe uh, you know safely like like we were saying especially key feats because key feats would just hit the opposition model. You may even be able to get to a situation where you pivot the enemy model and, and start getting uh, attacks in, in the back arc as well and get some surprise time, which would be even nicer. So I think if... What, it, for, for your uh, for your spells, um, yeah. your dark magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you... Once you... Like, if, if the skeletons are having a good day, then it does seem like they are just, you know, a little bit too point efficient and uh and and you know they they uh not only kind of hold the line but then they turn into quite an aggressive output um and, and i think in my game they did take out quite a few of the minamoto so um they uh you know that they were just able to one hit uh one shot a few people and, and, and yeah I, I do wonder how different that'll be next time if i'm honest i, I think um like i said I, th- I think adam was trying to kill them and i think in hindsight he probably wouldn't do that again yeah. and, you know, I, I think of you know it's 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 definitely like you say. So, so once you've got more experience playing against these kind of things, uh, because I've seen similar things to your Chisa, I I was like you know 
um, a bit more uh, aware of kind of what I would use and, and how I would take them out. But, you know, and obviously I was kind of trying to avoid situations where I'd get outnumbered and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I was trying to actually, but we, we did, we did exhausted and, or, you know, kind of where I think, I think, I think one guy was exhausted and failed his fear test. So, you know, that's a very, that's a bad situation to be in when you're, when you're against a, a skeleton brutal, you know, that, that, um, you know, the, the, that's, that's the kind of situations where you potentially start to see people get one shotted. Um, and, and oh yeah. And that, I mean, that skeleton is, was he e- eco? He is particularly nasty, I think, for his points because it's the brutal and the plus one damage. Um, yeah, really, he can definitely land some blows. I think the other ones will, pr- the normal um, animated warriors, um, ha- just don't quite have the same threat. Um, although, actually, I think you were doing so- a pretty good move because you, uh, I, let me just get the night name of the guy, uh, Shoujo, yep. the Yuta. Shengu Sheng oh god with her witch the witch that um Shigenja. has still vitality that has still vitality actually that's a massive difference when if you've got a so you've got one animated warrior versus one enemy and it's a one on one fight you know if they fight each other three dice each um you know nothing's really exciting is probably going to happen if it, if they didn't want it to you know you both go out you know, one person goes, if one person goes all out defense, you know, probably nothing's going to happen. Um, what I liked about still vitality is that it actually gave you the opportunity to exhaust that enemy. And then you actually had a combat where you're starting to push the odds actually in your favor to break the combat. And even more so if you can get that person, you know, as, as usual in Bushido, once if you can get someone exhausted and further hampered by other, you know, states or being outnumbered, then that's when they, all of a sudden they fall over, you know, and then, yeah. you know, you kill them. So, um, yeah. so back to the witches in, in a way, I mean, I think we've covered the skeletons. They're just, they're just really uh, durable and, and can be quite aggressive. And I think once you know how to deal with them, you'll be okay. But um, they, they are pretty, pretty, you know, pretty, pretty frustrating to deal with. If, if you don't quite have the right tools or if you can't quite set up the right situation, they can, they can, um, you know, they, they, it's quite obvious that you just can't deal with them, and and I I think actually sometimes you just actually want to almost ignore them. I mean, and every list is going to be different, but thank you will probably just fly over them and go well. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. We haven't had that matchup yet. I mean, part of me is incredibly worried about the fact that I have a lot of one key models, yeah, and that could right. really be hurt. Hurt, but on the other hand, yeah, you know. You know, just fly straight over into the Utah. So, <laughs> well, into the, yeah, into the Shininga. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it could be a problem because these guys actually do have Fear Five, which, like, normally, uh, you know, a, a sort of support character might not have, but um, that gives them some protection. Um, yeah, it does, definitely. So, but yeah, so, so that, you know, skeletons definitely um, uh, don't underestimate them, um, you know, and, and I thought they were just really. Um, they and they complement the rest of the force very nicely. The the the, the, the witches then. I actually, um, like I said, I, I fought dark magic and or death magic, same thing. Um, and uh, the uh, chaos bolt were the standout kind of reliable. Oh, um, chaos bolt was horrendous. It, it doesn't sound that bad on paper, you know. But when you actually see in reality that actually, oh, that model's going to take three wounds and because there's three different types of tokens it's the bleed the and the poison and the fire it's incredibly 
versatile because you know you may find like if you put um free markers on someone you often will find um someone can remove them if they've got a particular you know support character when you know it's a lot easier if they were well, you, you know it's, it's or weight. you might be immune to something car token which is is why my in the start set sort of the far witch if you like yeah the one that causes far counters she uh, she often have to wait till you know someone's activated a few times and no one's in base to base with them just to, you know because you don't want them to because I think you get to remove two counters with a, a weight action so you, you know, do that, yeah well you know it's it's really useful to be honest yeah that negates um, your hard work um I mean, in in some ways she's the best witch because she's got uh, milia free but like she's easiest to remove her her heart <laughs> you know she puts a lot of effort into that and easiest to remove um. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people basically have got an immunity or way to to deal with one, like you say, one or two of those things, but not often. Actually, to be fair, cleansing. I was just checking. Is cleansing is one of the most uh, intense yeah. ways to get rid of stuff? But that, that could be what could work. Very few people have it. It's it's very. It's a, it's complex as well. It's it's really intense to do. Um, yeah, you're right. Mo- I mean, most of the good ones only remove one or make you immune to a state. And uh, well, it's like, yeah, I've got people immune to poison. Um, you know, there's some uh, urate stuff that's immune to far. You know, there's you know, there's 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 a sprinklings of it everywhere, but you know, apart from the skill, yeah, it, very few people seem to be immune to everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have to be a huge, basically, have to be a huge shy. That looks at actually, are they immune to far? I think they are immune to far. Yeah, they are. They're immune to far poison and because they're soulless, immune to bleed. Yeah. But you know, most things would. Take at least one. Oh, sorry, sorry. At least three. Um, even a good someone who's particularly good may only take two. But yeah. it's a good way to do a really reliable amount of damage, and because it is one of each, unlike like putting on a load of you know poison, and then they only take off two of the tokens, so they're probably only taking two damage, and unless you you know you've got some particularly good poison on them. Um, and this is just like actually all three go off, all three trigger. Um, it's really reliable um yeah it's really nasty actually you know and you get two of those off you know it's a bit slow death like if you if you want to you think of it like if you did it over t- one over one for two turns you'll kill most people you know and that's really yeah, great very different to how i set up the counters on the star set which is because with those you almost want to stack them as high as you can yeah and because you want to kind of because the way counters are removed, you basically would normally just take one off and, and down to two, um, and then it's one at a time. So you you kind of want to put as much as you can to get well over that two. And and but with these guys, actually, I'm quite happy just to spread out those counters. Just no free wounds off you, free wounds off you. And I think that's because they've also got their their range attacks. So normally you can chip away at people because those those range attacks are. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're quite reliable, actually, that you'll get a, a reasonable hit, but you won't normally... Yeah, it was plus one damage. It's, it's I mean, it's not great range. It's not like weight, sadly. But, you know, the fact is they can just do it, basically. Unless, it's, chipping, you know, chipping, it's it's fairly reliable. Um, I, I suppose... Well, there's very few reasons why they wouldn't move and do it, really. You know, it's just a freebie, basically. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's not lightweight, but... Um, generally unless you I mean you will take the modifier for shooting twice in a turn so I I, I wouldn't just like do you know do a throwaway shot because um, you might get something better later on in the turn so it's always worth calculating in your head but with free yeah, shots they've they've got a you know they, they can get up to eight um, so you know it's pretty pretty respectable odds, especially if uh, if they start the turn and you know sometimes you, you start the turn and you 
and someone's back arcing you like actually hold on a minute that's um that's a pretty you know uh, pretty decent shot there um it, it it definitely definitely gives you i mean they've got a lot of options just because of the number of key feats they've got and uh and, and the range attacks normally they've got a, a good option um the the main uh issue they've got is everything's kind of six inch ranged and they only move free um, yeah and and I, I think it is worth saying as well that uh as, as great as um chaos bolt is it's an opposed key test which does mean obviously there's things that they can't you even target and yeah. uh you know soulless models and there are certain models that uh, are quite hard to uh to target you know minimoto at times can be incredibly difficult and um some of the um rokan guys have you know free free key naturally yeah. um i mean I, but your your Shigenja, they they are actually really good at boosting, aren't they? If especially if you have that believer within range. Yeah, so I was using uh, UGO, and and I guess in a way that that was also making Chaos Bolt just amazing because he's yeah. believer reduces the key cost and the boosting cost, and um, yeah, it, it, massive savings, isn't it? Because you you basically you're doing Chaos Bolt only well, costs you one key, and then you're boosting uh, for one. They only they they boost for a mere two. Uh, key so they they already will boost in uh discount it feels um yeah often it's free key for this kind of rice model um it so, is but a lot of the wizards it, it flip-flops a lot but some of the wizards do have two keys so yeah yeah you, you've been playing too much rokan free <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone's two key <laughs> yeah so i i you know i i think the the issue is um back to the point that you move free and you've got a, a limited range of six once you set this shrine up it's it's pretty obvious what you're doing basically you've got you've got your wall of skeletons you've got your um shrine up you've just got your kind of like yeah you know just come within six and you know stand there and and it will be fine kind of plan um and it, it, it all sounds you know if it works it's brilliant but you have to be yeah because all, all your other abilities are all for range six really aren't they they kind of you basically you have, know if you optimal situation you're within three of the of the uh the shrine desecration thing uh with which basically shrine from Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah yeah um you're you're um yeah you're basically yeah desecrated shrine you're basically within three of that you're within six of an enemy just within six you know when you're too close to them um and uh and in you know you've got a little three inch move to kind of maneuver around that and um and, and people can kind of see it coming i think that's the thing like, i'm sure next time i play adam he'll be like hang on a minute that's like you know that, that's that's just kind of like you know walking into a trap there pretty obvious yeah it's, it's definitely i mean i think the uh, box has a lot of depth and i think we'll we'll see a lot more from it going forward but yeah we've kind of, kind of at least now got the gist of what it's going to do and you can start trying to counter that next time uh, yeah uh, well actually actually it's a really good point actually about you know uh, it's a shame actually we don't have a, a friend of the show as i'll call him adam uh, on on here because um he actually did um, has some really cool moves with his Minamoto and tried out a lot of the new units that are coming out as part of the uh, Gen Con kind of release. Yeah, so we were we were quite ambitious. We, um, I mean, he he seemed to get those cars into Tabletop Simulator really quick, and yeah. Um, yeah, we so we played through with those. So he used a new blacksmith. Uh, unfortunately, it was a really bad matchup because a lot of his stuff relies on 
having something worth fighting that isn't soulless and like you know you, you don't really need a big power sword to to kill a with a, a witching combat well yeah i guess it is that's kind of so it's about the blacksmith is there to to give this uh that, yeah, this magic blade basically right and he comes with quite a lot of other things like leadership so he's he's actually just fine as a support character you probably pay about eight well, points for uh, you know just a, a body anyway um yeah I, I mean he's obviously he's only two melee dice but i think what i yeah, but i, I personally felt he young darren a lot of, a lot of people a lot. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous <laughs> uh, uh, i mean someone put it on facebook like actually like you know a lot of ashigaru and stuff like that they're only two melee dice um, yeah, so, true. And he's he's got other stuff on that profile card that he can do. So I I think he's pretty solid. Well, I mean, I've personally felt that to really get the use out of him, I I reckon add a far Kami in because he he can inspire them, and actually, it's a pretty good way to make a far Kami decent at shooting or being decent in melee, and and then at the end of the turn, probably just. Well, sorry, at the start of the next turn, you can always remove the far Kami and just like inferno it up and like give everyone within two far tokens. You know, I, I think there's some, I think there's something there to be had. And the, I, I think the problem I had with the blacksmith is that other than his leadership, um, if he's not doing his complex action that creates this magical sword and does a duel, which is amazing, it's absolutely his signature move. But if he's not doing that, he hasn't got an awful lot else to do, so I was just like, "Yeah, I reckon, I, I reckon I would like to, a far uh, fade in when I uh, when when I get round to uh, playing with my silver moon against that." I... Oh yeah, just going to steal with it. You can't use it, Craig, but you know, yeah, <laughs> got to be. <laughs> just want to steal with it. Um, you just want to steal it off of them, yeah. Steal it off them, yeah. Um, I mean, it's an amazing ability, and it was great to see some of the new Minamoto stuff. You know, it's very exciting releases, actually. Yeah, let's say he he also used the the, the, the Disfro character named Disfro, um, and, and yes, that was really terrifying actually because yeah he, his name's akima by the way yeah he he can just kind of i think I, I suppose against this force in particular because the i mean blocking range attacks in bushido is kind of unusual i find because most of the games uh you, you can't normally do it um you know it, it's it's back to the little lookout sir rules in, in my head um where you you basically get a character oh i say most of the games you can do actually think about i mean I think you can actually do it in a fair few games, uh, but I, I know the games I've been playing more lately. You, you definitely can't do this kind of thing where effectively you can redirect a shot into another model. Now the skeletons definitely want any shot coming towards the the witches, and uh, you know that's kind of what they're there for. And physically being in the way is one thing, but also kind of jumping in the way if anything effectively anyway uh, it comes. Yeah, if, if if the shot goes through your zone of control and. Uh you um aren't exhausted then you can allocate the hit to yourself it's a bit of, a bit of an odd rule sometimes some weird interactions to be honest with that right but well, um when these guys don't have a wear so they yeah um yeah and, and often um you know adam would catch me when one of them was exhausted and then be able to kind of frisbee pass it and get a witch and um you know a good a good frisbee hit would would delete to witch pretty quickly and um you know that's so you so you've got it so there it isn't all kind of you know it isn't all um you know, you know fun and games when you're playing Utah you've got to be really careful with 
how you protect your witches because they have to kind of get up the table you know they're really slow yeah they have to kind of get in harm's way basically to be effective yeah and sometimes um, too close like you did the what we call the uh, minamoto slingshot where you kind of go yeah and then you just walk around them next turn to their back arc and maybe into other people. And well, yeah, it, it's actually a really good way to get past the front line and into the back line because because it only really works because of Minamoto's bare standalones. That it's actually a really great way to use that ability aggressively because you know, especially when you first start playing Minamoto, it's very much a defensive thing that put people off of yeah. you know engaging you with multiple models because being outnumbered doesn't really matter. Great way to draw any means activations as well if you've got yeah. split attack and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So but it's actually really useful the way he sort of went into one model and then if you've got an enemy that's kind of behind the model you've engaged, on your next action, you swing around their base as part of the melee action and then you engage the other guy. And even if you don't have split attack, it still works perfectly fine. You basically, you attack the person that you targeted, yeah. who basically you didn't start in combat with. And if you do have split attack, brilliant, you can fight them both. And he has some models that have split attack, but um, it can drain activations. It can get you, it can, he used the same move actually against my Tengu. And basically I, I was, I, I used uh, one of the owls to come and heal is Rahobo, I think his name is. And basically came up, healed one of my spearmen, Tengu, and one of Zephyr Garb. And I was like, oh, okay, looking pretty good now. And then his samurai was just like, oh, I'm just going to move around this uh, Zephyr Guard's base and engage Rahubo. And I was like, oh. And he just like one-shotted him. And, you know, Rahubo just got smashed. And it's like, wow, yeah. Because I'm quite used to moving Rahubo around, healing people, but I really do need to be careful about that sort of maneuvers. You know? More and more. Um, I mean, it's a very valid tactic. And it certainly caught one of my witches out. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's... It's something that you don't ever want to do, but just sometimes in the in the game it's difficult because you want to get your kind of shot in or your ability in, and you have to put yourself in harm's way sometimes. So it's it's easier said than done to never uh, expose yourself to that sort of situation. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, I guess just finishing off on the witches. So I, I'm a big fan of keeping it simple, basically with dark magic. Uh, which basically the range attack and, and chaos bolt I think are just very efficient ways of dealing damage um, but they have got um, between them loads of very complicated key feats which situationally are quite actually quite amazing and I think if you want to build a certain play around um, them that's very very possible as well now, going into the game I thought what I would want to do most of would be um, corrupt essence which uh, effectively takes control of an exhausted model and, and puts out disturbed flow, and then sacrifice to just basically sacrifice that um, that model and get more key because that's a really good one, you know, one-two combo there. Um, it's it's definitely very scary, uh, and I think if you make your list more centered around control, it like putting a you know. Uh, control character like rather than Rokuro maybe put in um, uh, uh, like uh, uh, Mo, Mo Isis uh, uh, there's, 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 a few, there's a few characters that would fill that slot um, that that would then work very well with Sacrifice and you know it would be quite horrible actually um, if you know and then I think what you know we, you would definitely want to avoid um, that combination because it would be a 
very efficient way of taking out potentially quite valuable uh, models. Um, however, during the game, um, it was actually Steel Vitality, which you mentioned earlier, which was the standout ability. And that's because, um, like I said, I could kind of take an activation off the opposition, pop it on my guys. Suddenly you're... Um, it's a massive swing, right? It, it, it means that you can potentially now fight someone exhausted twice with your guy. Yeah, it's mass, massive. Or, or you can just get that extra movement in. You can get that. Yeah, or, or anything else. You know, yeah, it's so sure. versatile. Because I, I was doing it quite often to his uh, disc for a guy that you mentioned. Sorry, I didn't, didn't catch the name, but because he, he was a real nuisance to me. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he, he really is good because, I mean, he basically has unlimited. So I think his name is um, Akimai or Akima. He's, uh, he's so he named uh, disc thrower from Minamoto and they, they've got those flowing disc um, I don't know what the discs are actually called but that, that that's what basically they are good frisbees I think but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like they have unlimited ammo and um, lightweight and actually you know pretty reasonable you know he that guy's got three dice uh, for shooting and um, I think it might be plus one damage they, they seem pretty reasonable though like I think just because they could shoot uh, twice a turn pretty pretty easily and move around and do it, you know. And actually, he's no pushover in combat. So yeah, that's why that's how I got him exhausted and then charged him with the skeleton because I was like, well, actually, hang on a minute, because he, he, I think he took out one of my witches with because uh, he can get combo attack from that um, ranged attack, which is really horrible. I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's hard for him. Though. I think you know he only generates one key a turn. I think the, I think it's a free. Key- key feet to do the combo attacks it's, uh, it's, it's you know not pretty hard to a person who you can actually get a, a good key f- <laughs> feet off on uh without yeah. you know because i mean the only good thing i would say about these guys is like i could i could afford to boost a few times and um and you know again like keeping it simple things like chaos bolt you can you can boost twice to get you know four dice even with their resistor two you're still you know able to barge through it especially because you'll win draws and get your stuff in um yeah it just becomes super reliable their their actual abilities once you start putting and and there's a lot of energy to put into it but um at least it pays off i mean it's one of the things that probably the we found the, the starter set which is kind of suffer from is you can put an awful lot of key into That's an amazing is, you know attack which will do a load of load of poison and you're basically like oh, i'm rolling two dice and you're on two dice and I, I win ties if I'm the active player, you know, and that's about it. <laughs> I was yeah. The issue with them is if you boost, you do less damage. Um, yeah, exactly. It's such a hard decision, you know. Capped off at like, their the, the actual amount of keys capped at six, if I remember correctly. So it's like, you, you can't sort of just store it, store it all up for, oh no, um, yeah, Rizu is six. So they can't really like to store it all up for, you know, one big super uber attack, um, like you would perhaps want to. And if they, oh, you're right there. <laughs> yeah. So there is a really interesting key. I, I kind of got my head around how I use them, and, and I've been actually very successful with them the last few games. Um, yeah. Quite a, a rough start, I would say, but they've they've really come into their own once you've got the key management down. Um, but but yeah, these Utah, Utah just seem a lot a lot easier in, in the sense that you're not necessarily gambling the 
everything on, on one roll. And if you are kind of pushing attacks through, you can do it with more dice. Um, so, yeah, but then the, the effects aren't quite as amazing, but, um, but you're getting you know, them through more often. And, and so they, they definitely strike me as more reliable, particularly if you go down that route. Now, you don't have to. They have got all these other, like I mentioned, all these other abilities. And yeah, as I said, I, I was quite a big fan of Steel Vitality. I think that's kind of one of those ones that um, definitely is worth uh, another look if you if, if you sort of, you know, going through these cards. Um, Corrupt, Corrupt Essence didn't come up that much for me, and it probably should have, but I just never seemed to quite be in a, in a situation where um, it made sense to do that because you have to... Their, their person has to be exhausted when you cast it, and then you also have to be able to activate Josie um, for sacrifice afterwards. So actually it becomes a bit of an activation challenge because you, you kind of have to somehow exhaust their... You know, and again, this is what, this is kind of... If you want to take your list in different directions, put in a, put in a control person, and then you can sacrifice them quite easily, like someone who can cast control more reliably and efficiently than corrupt essence is, is probably the the way forward um from below it's just basically summon a an animated warrior that was that that was really effective I, you know, yeah it's just I, once per game you're kind of always going to do it kind of thing you don't you know you don't necessarily have to always do it i i think some people would want to keep the key for later but i i, I just feel like they they're, they're rich enough in key and um and it it just gives them such an amazing model it's kind of hard to say no more because otherwise i think they would feel kind of like a bit light on tabletop presence because you've got you know quite a lot of points and support characters yeah and then um seed of destruction is is one that i thought again i was going to play a lot of seed of destruction that's the one that basically is a ticking um you know two activations and then they take eight damage and it can be distributed um to, to models uh close to them I thought I'd be, you know, putting that out quite a lot, and again, it just didn't really come up. Um, I mean, it's 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 an expensive one to get off. It's it's uh, it's it's five, so it was one of the more expensive ones. Um, but yeah, just it, situationally, just it, it just didn't come up for me as the thing to do. Well, you know, I think maybe in another matchup, another game, these yeah, no, there's a bit of a toolbox yeah. that they've got it, to offer. I mean, it's it looks really good actually, and. Um, I, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely one that I would, um, try to, to use going forward. I just, I just didn't quite find the, the right timing for it in this, um, in, in, in this one game. And the other one I would say is probably more situational is this corrupting, Shung Yo, uh, which uh, is, is the other one on the Life Wizard Shoujo, and that just basically puts people off casting any, well, using any key within six of her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really useful. Uh, I think really, um, I think with you having Believer and and you know potentially having that, uh, you did use it once, I'm sure, because um, it really did hurt um, his ability, uh, you know, Adam's ability to boost. It, it has the ability to boost also because he was using combo attack from a key feat. He didn't have it natively. So he, he just wasn't going to use it while that was up, basically, because it was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to give you a control marker. So it's a it's an aura as well. It's, I think it's the only aura they've got. Um, 
the rest. Oh, I'm sorry. I was getting there. I was getting there wrong. This confused. Sorry. This, so this is the one where you gain a control marker. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking, um, I think you, you had to spend extra key or something. Okay. So that's, that's really nasty. Yeah. You just don't, you just don't then. You just won't. <laughs> Unless you're immune to control. <laughs> yeah. This is a complex and you can't move. So it's very, you know, it's, it's, it is, a, it's one of those like situationally once, once uh, you get into the later stages of the game and, and you know, you're probably in a bit of a, uh, a tangle in the middle you you probably want to to get that out especially if it gets to the point where you can't really draw many you know good uh when line of sight becomes a problem because people will start to work out that they can kind of high pine your skeletons a bit um or, or you know high pine cheaper models on their side stuff like that it's it's an aura um like i said the, the, yeah that's always handy it's a it's a it's a it's a target opposed key test which means that they've got to be really careful with their positioning as as we mentioned like short range at the short you know the 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 lack of good movement and um uh the fact that you kind of you need to get within six but you don't want anyone to kind of come around and, and be able to get to you uh just yeah. it's it's really much more tricky to position these guys well than you might think and i think that's probably part of the challenge with them is how do you how do you position them so like you know the enemy um, is is exactly where you need them, and obviously the enemy is going to be thinking, "How do I make sure I don't just walk into their into their sort of you know perfect zone of death uh, that they've yeah. really set up?" Um, okay, then. Well, um, we should probably talk about someone else now because it's, uh, it's been oh, about well, an hour on them. So. Just off on these guys, yeah. Probably have to think a bit more. Uh, but what yeah. off is the interactions with the regeneration we mentioned, the skeletons, but also the the Berkman, um just being able to regenerate those guys just meant that they they could get to their optimal key uh level uh to to do their thing very quickly um so you- well, yeah just to explain that interaction basically you take a wound off a barracuma model within six i imagine and you gain the key token effectively uh or reduce the cost of a spell by one and uh then they just regenerate it back up at the, in the end phase. So it's, it's effectively you get two key for a very temporary uh, knock on your damage on your fellow yeah. barracuman. So, so yeah, it's a bit it, to add complexity. So the reducing key feat is what the the Utah witches do. The, yeah. the cultures thing um, is is what one of them can do, but yeah, kind of puts key on you. So you have to. Have to sort of think about them in slightly different ways, but yeah, they they kind of do similar things, and yeah, so the so UGO was was great because he just puts his shine down, and that is a force multiplier in this list. Uh, Rockero, um, I I just I, I I like him because he he can help you take off an extra wound or two from range um, if need be. So if you're in a bit of a squeeze, he can help out that. <clears throat> he's further up the table, so he's quite a good scenario grabber. Uh, so he can start kind of you know, turning things your way. Yeah, because he's got scout. Yeah, yeah, he's got scout and his movement five. So you know, it's quite quite good in that respect for these guys. And um, yeah, I, I thought his touch of the void worked really well because that basically. Well, mostly because Adam didn't know about it, though. To be fair, um, uh, I don't. I don't think that will happen again. I, you know, I, I did. I. I think he did know about it because I mentioned that at the start a few times. But um, yeah, but he definitely forgot because he charged his bear in, and his bear was gonna. I mean, because the bear has this weird interaction with Rockero because 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 the bear's got fear six, and that that guy and Rockero's only got a key one, and 
he's actually really scared of like he's really terrible as soon as you've got fierce against fear six models he's terrible because he's did the right five doesn't work <laughs> really hard uh, and he did a powerful attack um and he, he did knock him back quite hard um but yeah but yeah maybe maybe as you said maybe he wasn't really kind of clear on touch the void because free wounds of you know got bounced back and and, and then quite a few wounds went through but not enough to kill him uh, yeah but that he, it would have worked as fine, but his bear was badly damaged because it had fought against a, a skeleton. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, again, like, I think next time he'll put more dice in defense against skeletons because he, 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 you know, he's wise to their tricks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think I think he basically just adds a nice ablative armor to list because he can he can take a hit, you know, you can bounce back hits, and so he's just difficult to deal with. And I I, I kind of felt like the list needed that uh, personally because. Otherwise, you've got a very static uh, list and just giving them a bit of edge. Um, <clears> I felt kind of rounded the force out quite nicely. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's good. It's a good game for sure. But we, we should talk about some of the others now because um, we definitely won't be able to spend um, an hour on each game. So, yeah, um, yeah, sure. Well, I think I think so, they're, they're the more involved one. But yeah, who who do you want to talk about? So, um, so basically, um, I've actually had three games with my tribesmen from the Dissension. So, after playing a fair bit with the Tengu side, I wanted to, to give the actual tribesmen a go. And um, I decided that I wanted to play a themed list with just tribesmen, even though you really there's really no advantage or incentive to do that, really. Even the theme that the tribesmen fit into, you, you, you can have Tengu in as well. Um, but just to kind of learn what the tribemen have to offer, I went ahead with it anyway. And um, I actually found um, a good force as well for intro games. So I played two intro games against um, some people actually from your side, the the, uh, the sort of um, hobby group. And um, the nice thing about the tribesmen is that they haven't got a huge number of special rules. They mostly, you know, mostly got brutal. You know, people know what kind of what they're going to do, and that's even that's kind of nice because people kind of expect them to attack. You know, that's fair enough. They they probably will, and they got decent damage output. They have a, a good sprinkling of tough. Maybe not as much as you might think, but um, you know, tough's one of those abilities that is so powerful. Actually, even just having a couple of models does make quite a big difference, and they also have a little bit of range. And they have some decent numbers, uh, at least the way I play them anyway. And so they're quite a nice balanced army for, I think, introducing people to the game. They haven't got too much going on. Um, so that was good for two of the games. The only difference really is when I I, I did not use Quimek in, the, in those two games because of what happened in the first game. <laughs> and... Uh, so this this um, Quimek is the uh, shaman. So have you, have you seen the model? It's kind of like it looks like he looks like a he looks a bit like a hippie actually. To be honest, he's like uh, <laughs> he's um after hearing what it does. He, he's the tribesman shaman. So right, okay, yeah. I mean, I and I heard it. I heard he was so horrific in the game because he just um it, he's he's the one that causes the hell or. Cool. Immobilized, yeah. He he he. He basically he's. I played again against Minamoto, uh, friendly show Adam again, and um, I to be honest, going into the game, I I basically saw there was a little bit of a combo that I could put together, and I thought it'd be useful. I thought it'd be an annoyance, but it was actually like, whoa, okay, this is very powerful. Um, have, in my opinion, uh, it's 
with uh, the panda um, master. Uh, oh, Kuma has also got it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I think binding roots, to be honest, is is fast becoming one of my um, favorite key feats. It's very powerful, but it's particularly powerful at the moment if you are playing Tengu because of the um, rule mandate, which is a an event which I think is based reading the card. It's supposed to be used with the the really big eagle guys, so um, Buzz and Bow and the other dude. The, the basically they have that wing buffet, which they can uh, push you back d three and let you be, unless you make a size test. And I think it's supposed to be for that fluff wise, but actually because of binding roots, uh, it causes the mobilize and the mobilize is a size test. It works amazingly with binding roots, and so um, actually no, this game was actually not against Minamoto. It was against Adam, but it was against uh, the Wolf Clan. And um, so he, he basically engaged me with a couple of his guys um, and we had a little bit of tussle. And then the, the, um, so we, uh, there was a bit of basically a group of people engaged in the middle um, on the end of turn one, in fact, because those wolf guys, they can, they can really get you. They can jump on you, right? And, uh, you know, combat in turn one is, is certainly easy for them to do. And... Basically, I got the first activation on turn two. I moved Quimek up, and I think I got three of his guys immobilized, and they were all engaged. And there's a bit of a weirder interaction that if you're immobilized, as far as I can read the rules anyway, and as far as I can tell, this is right. So if you're immobilized and you're not in combat, you can just take away action and you get rid of immobilized. It's kind of a waste of an action, but you've done it. Um, if you're not though and you want to do anything else you have to take a size test and as soon as you're in combat because you can't take a weight action whilst you're in base-to-base contact with someone you have to just try and do a melee so you have to or something similar so you have to take a size test and on the first turn i'm sorry on the second turn as well when i got these three guys i also played the rule mandate so that all size tests are basically um they're harder so they but basically they're only rolling one dice trying to get a six rather than two two dice trying to get a six is pretty hard anyway one dice trying to get a six obviously one and six just ended up spending a ton of activations rolling and yeah on a different day if you get the if you get the first ones a six on that model brilliant you've ignored it doesn't do anything but um yeah, it just basically held up three of these really good fighters and um, was just super powerful and uh, allowed me to um, to do so much more in that game with the rest of my force, which, to be honest with you, I didn't play particularly well and they were still actually struggling a little bit, <laughs> which is a bit worrying. But, um, you know, it was it was one of those a bit tough things that I think, again, um, is a bit of a combo that we're new to and I didn't expect it to be quite that powerful and neither did Adam. So I think, you know, playing again, it'll probably be quite different. Um, but I, I certainly think there is some, there's some um, good stuff between Quimek and Rural Mandate and just tying people up with Mobilized. Yeah, I, I definitely think, um, well, my experience is obviously playing uh, through the, the the Rokang uh, master guy and yeah, yeah it's horrible when, yeah. when that uh, is put out there and um, again I think yeah, so it seems we, really good yeah I, I think we're, we're we're sort of now we're sort of starting to come wise to it I'm sure we'll counter it a bit more going forward well it, it certainly isn't too bad if you're 
if you're engaged, oh, sorry, if you're not engaged, it's just a wait action if you want to get rid of it. Uh, it's not so bad, but I think it's just a, it's just a bit of a weird one. And you can, uh, Binding Roots is one of those uh, key feats that you can't do whilst you're engaged. So if you see the person like Kumek or Kuma, if you get them in combat, you're safe again. Um, so there are ways to work around it. I don't expect it to be quite as effective again. And, um, you know, I, I I think it's more of a one-off, but uh, it made a massive impact in that I game. Think, I think Adam will just kill that uh, shaman on site next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, Probably just, will. Just, that's I mean, way to neutralize that. It's a bit difficult. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's like, a you know, the, the, the Rokan guy is actually quite competent. Uh, fighter and everything but with a small character you you potentially might be able to just well you know what actually Kumek is no pushover he's three dice guy he looks yeah, he, yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's 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 not like a two dice wizard I mean he's actually he was actually one of the most powerful I mean I must admit I I actually did uh, annoying really annoyingly I did actually uh, get a mistake uh, did make a mistake during the game uh, I basically did not read his um, spe- unique effect correctly I just thought everyone within six reduced their cost of melee boost by one it's only hill tribe warriors, so I did make quite a big mistake on that part, part which was really right. annoying. Um, so you know, obviously take that into account as well. Uh, I don't think it made a, would have made a huge difference just how with how effective binding roots was, but you know, it's one of those annoying things you realize and you're like, oh, realize after the game, yeah. I think we'd realize halfway through, and it's like, oh god, you know, we try to like. I'll it's a bit hard to backtrack isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know, and it is is one of those like just basically quickly, you know. I I I think I just didn't read it right, you know. I guess I just read Hill Tribe Warriors, and then uh, in my head that's like, oh well, these are guys are all Hill Tribe Warriors, aren't they? It's like they're not, <laughs> you know. There is Hill Tribe Warriors, just like the eight point cheap guy. The the rest are not. So it, that was a bit annoying, but I, I think um, still though, like I went from that game, played two more games with hill tribes men um I, I was actually quite impressed by the javelin guys who i haven't don't have the models for yet but the hip so the hill tribe trackers and amarok are basically i would say like didn't overwhelm me on paper but amarok is probably one of the best costed models actually in dissension <laughs> like he's amazing because i i think i didn't realize how good tough was and actually She's a pretty competent fighter anyway, because she's got Brutal with a knife, which is mental, because like most people have to have an axe to get Brutal. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing <laughs> with that knife. But um, yeah, so like she's she's got Brutal, three dice. Okay, she doesn't have any pluses to damage, but she's also got her javelins, and she, you know, she's pretty good with them. You know, they're they're sort of shorter range weapons, but um you don't have to reload unless you use the key feet brawn, which if I'm honest, I feel it's a bit of a, it's a little bit of a trap that brawn in, in my experience because um, it gives you brutal, so it's like yeah, plus one to a dice roll, um, a, you know, range roll. But you know, you have a reload marker, and I must admit, I I think it's I think if you ne- if you think you're never going to shoot again, it's it's worth it. But most of the time, I like the I like the ability that they could um, could keep on throwing if the enemy didn't do something about it. Um, the, the sort of harassing factor was really good and I think they're actually not the best troops um, uh, the Hill Tribe Trackers are really not the best troops uh, because you know if you compare them to any other missile unit I think they I think they would compare really poorly I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident of that I think the only thing they've got going for them is they got the, they don't have to reload and right. 
they still have four ammo though, because unlike unlike the Minamoto, they, they don't have endless discs to throw. You know, but I don't, don't know what that's about. But anyway, so they they only have four shots of the javelins, which is normally enough to be fair. But um, they um, I think what they do do, um, yeah. Well, well, I think what they do yeah. do do though is that they actually that it's within the sorry. It's handy having the option, though, isn't it? Just sort of, you know, you can kind of really push out the damage output if you need to. Yeah, and it, and it has to be useful. Like, I, I had um, a hill tribe tracker in front of the um, water buffalo, from uh, the Rokan one, I can't remember what it's called now. And, you know, I was just like, I've got this one opportunity to shut, <laughs> to shut this javelin within, like, three inches. It's, it's you know, let's make it effectively... Um, I've I've got two dice on plus one against, uh, and I'm looking at um, a difficulty of I don't know something like two or something ridiculous like that, you know. And um, I was like, yeah, let's just go for it because I don't know if I get another shot. And um, you know, it worked really well, did loads of damage. And I think that's what I liked about them. They they are very useful against bigger models, but against anything, they they do enough damage where the hill basically the hill tribe track the hill tribe um, the rest of the hill tribe army really wants to just go in all out attack and just kill someone and they normally can do that by uh having brutal to help them get the hit in and then they've got a lot of ways to to kind of up the damage output you know most of them have plus one a lot of them have plus two they can have a powerful attack and stuff like that and um you know, once you get those sort of like a half decent hit and you have a good plus to damage roll, that's when you're starting to say, I probably will do, you know, free plus damage with this hit. Even, you know, and even if the enemy goes all out in defense, they, they'll probably still do a reasonable hit. And um, that's the kind of ideal spot they want to be in. So they kind of want you a bit wounded. And that's what the hill try trackers allow you to, to do. They kind of allow you to get up. like, Yeah, just get a couple of wounds. Bushido, though, like, I mean, there are some units that are just dedicated range, I suppose, and, and look to take people down. But quite often, really, you just want to soften someone up so it, it impacts their, you know, their dice allocation in melee, and you yeah, can realistically you know, if- take them out without necessarily having to score like a a super, you know, super high hit. It just well, yeah, even if it's level yeah. zero can kill. Uh, if you got if you take if you're a normal guy who's got six wounds, you take him free, and you actually you're vulnerable to even a success level zero, a good success level zero. And you get you're looking at it and go, well that's a twelve. But if you've got some guy coming in who's who's got plus four or five or something, then you're like, oh okay, now now I'm getting pretty worried. Because uh, an average roll will now, even on success level zero, will finish me off. Um so I I think that's Ch- where Yeah, it changes the model of behaviour quite a lot. And I, I like that about yeah. the game because I mean there are some dedicated range pieces which are very powerful like uh Bazimbo. Uh, the the, the Bakmodo Boomer is also <laughs> the, quite really amazing of. Silver Moon guy who's like <laughs> 12 rice Yeah, it was yeah. Oh, God he's just phenomenally good for his points, I think. But uh, but yeah. you can only have one of them at least. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> One's all you need. <laughs> One's all you need. But, um, yeah, so there, there are some standout units out there, but it's nice in a way because you it's hard to balance i think range uh in these kind of games and, and it's i i like the way that in bushido it's kind of got its niche and surprisingly good at dealing with certain threats actually uh 
I, but, I, I uh, actually forget punishes large targets too much myself. I, I personally think it's too harsh on large targets. Uh, or yeah, even medium yeah. targets, it gets it, quite harsh. It is, it is a bit harsh. I mean, it, uh, I mean uh, I've shot down quite a few gorillas now already. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, wouldn't want to see much range if I if I'm running my alphas list. Uh, yeah, but, it's 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 uh, really brutal. I, if I'm honest, I would I would quite happily see it not get pluses or minuses to uh, just to a, targets, uh, difficulty yeah. test for for you know. I think I think I think even I think medium would be should be fine, and then maybe maybe if you're large plus one or minus one. Um, yeah. The, the yeah, thing I would say bit. is that range is uh, cover is very generous in this game. And it is, yeah, yeah, true. If true. you if you got a very large base, uh, you basically just have to stand within one of scenery, and it's going to be really hard to to make to not be able to, you know, benefit from that. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, and I think I, I was I, I I definitely agree with that, and you can you certainly play with that, but um, it's still a little bit harsh. Um, so like the the rest of my uh, sort of experience really was Canute uh, is is pretty amazing, I really like him. Um, he he's you know he's tough one. He can actually make himself tough two, which is phenomenal. If you really want someone who's going to stick around, um, he he's actually only his only main problem. He came against that um, Ashinaga Tenga guy. I think his name I can't remember now. But he's basically two Ashinaga people. Ashinaga like, Tikdin. T- t- yeah, yeah, I, I know something you like mean. That. The, uh... Yeah, he basically has long arms. Uh, one guy with long arms, one guy with long legs, and yeah, uh, he's actually really great just because he came along and just held. And immobilize Canute, and it's like Canute just wants to smash, and he's just like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it was not what he wanted to do at all. And uh, but um, you know, he he's he's really great. He's got the inspiration, um, so he really helps the warband out. So I think he's he's a pretty pretty awesome character, very competent in a fight as well. And I basically did two hill tribe kind of warrior. Um, high, like uh, name characters, if you like. Um, I use Tarek Tug, um, and um, that Manny guy. I can't remember his full name now. Um, let me just check it up. Manny Talk, and um, I, I actually thought I, I had a relatively interesting use of Manny Talk, and it's it's basically because he can gain uh, split attack, and he can gain Indomitable for one turn. Or at least for an activation, um, I basically took a Kami of Earth on and moved them all up in the first turn. Second turn, sacrifice Kami of Earth and basically make Maniok Manitok uh, durable and just rushed him and tried to engage two enemy and just tried to make him a nuisance because you know he he's not super expensive from my perspective, but he can go all out attack and try and just cause as much damage as possible whilst he's durable. And it worked really well against one opponent who I think focused tried to kill him, which is, you know, in hindsight, I don't think you'd do it again because someone with six durable wounds just isn't really worth attacking. And um, against another opponent, he, he played it well and kind of ignored him. And um, uh, he, he didn't just didn't get to, to hit anywhere near as hard. So it's it's one of those like I think it's a a fun little maneuver. I don't think it's particularly. I think it's kind of like one of those. It works once and then people wise up to it, you know, and it's not going to happen again. Um, but it's a fun little interaction. Um, I thought. So, I think it's just, it's just interesting that you've got these uh, the hill tribe warriors combined with 
uh, you know, Tenku, and so far you've sort of given both sides of the faction a go, but it's sort of kind of a separate faction, really. And yeah, uh, it's like a little sub faction. I don't, I don't think it's particularly powerful, but I, I, it is at the end of the day. There is literally nothing stopping me from joining the two together, and that's what's also going to happen next. Well, I was about to know. say, it'd be, it'd be, I'm quite interested to see how that's going to work. How do you kind of? you know, mix those two together and make it kind of a cohesive force that um, interacts well. Yeah, I, I think it's got some good good options, to be honest. I think I like the sheep cost and the and the offensive side of the hill tribe. So, you know, we'll see how that com- combines. Um, I've, I've definitely got some ideas in my head of uh, things I'd like to try out. Um, you know, I wouldn't even mind trying Quimek with uh, either Buzz and Bow or probably more likely Hokibo who is a big samurai kind of eagle um, because they you know, the rule mandate whilst, whilst I've got the ability to use it, cause it is a, one of these cycle cards. Um, it w- might be fun to be on, on say on turn two, Quimek's going to try and use his binding roots and hockey bow is going to try and use. Well, the I think the idea buffer. with the cycle cards, if, uh, if I got it right, is that uh, you, you kind of have to take from one, uh, one set of cycle cards uh, so it may well be that if you went to a tournament or something, they may f- sort of say, oh, it's only the latest. Um, I imagine but, that's what it's going to be, but I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah I, it I, might be I like it sort of Magic Gathering style kind of, you know, it's the, it's the current version that you have to play, but yeah, different formats are like legacy fun. and stuff like that. You can play with more yeah. stuff. But I I, I think uh, we're in a you know, friendly context. You yeah, I don't think that car's going to disappear. I think you, you'll, you know, you'll be able to kind of rely. But obviously, you'd have to take all your cycle cars from the same season. You can't. Kind yeah, of that's an interesting point. Mix and match. I, 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 I thought it would actually probably just be for a year. We'd get the opportunity, but yeah, it'd be interesting if we can use it for longer. Um, the way so things are going, I, definitely. I, I, well, everything seems to be put back and stuff. So yeah. I, I think they, I think they. I mean, what, some of the cars haven't even been playable yet. So I, I think these will be around probably a little longer anyway, just no, naturally, because there's just probably, well, I imagine there's other more important things to get done and people haven't really had a chance to properly play with them. Um, yeah. You know, well, uh, I, I also, apart from, I also you know, play with tabletop simulator also, enthusiasts like ourselves. Yeah. I also play, play with Tauric Tug, uh, or if that's how you pronounce it anyway. Um, but um, he, he basically, I used Primal Rage with him, and um, it's a, I don't think it's an amazing card, but it's it's basically um, allows him to have powerful attack, but he, he becomes um, not, he's in, impetuous, uh, what's it called? Like, it's got Rage or something, I can't remember what it's called now. It's, it's what, what happens when Oni Rage, um, oh, yeah. what's that called? It's like old school frenzy, basically. It's like yeah, basically yeah. you have to run at people. You basically and, become aggr- um, aggressive, impetuous. Yeah, and I've just never used it. It just always looks like a bad deal to me. And it, it, to be honest, it's pretty yeah. rough. The only good thing is though, you get to decide um, at the start of a turn whether you want to do it or not. And it is really, it's really good when it comes in. Like um, it's. Oh, oh yeah, I've got it here. So just so we can actually get the naming right, it comes berserk and it gains powerful attack zero. Um, so it's like it's pretty hard, harsh trade off in some ways. I I would say, but the, the difference is that once you're engaged in combat, you know you are looking more like at turn sort of three onwards. You know, um, then it became really useful. And you know when it's not so critical, who, which model goes first, basically. 
and you're already engaged anyway. So it doesn't really matter about having to move into, you know, potentially silly positions and stuff like that. There, there's definitely moments um, when you'll use it. Like I, I think things like that, typically we, you don't mind in a purchase marker. If you can control the activation order in, um, it depends on timing, right? If if you can if you can try it there, or if you're later on in the well, turn. Well, during the starting phase, so you'll know at that point um, who's going first. Oh, okay, so you've so you got you've got an idea. Then. So you're the I about to say the only other thing is then if you because earlier on in the turn you'd um, in the game you you may be exposed to to a force with high numbers of pass tokens and things like that. Uh, later on, once combat has started, often whoever goes first actually wants to you know, throw a swing, um, then it becomes less of an issue, especially if he's the yeah. guy you probably want to go with anyway. And you can kind oh, of weigh yeah, it up and, then and, and, you know, and then he, maybe he, go for it. Especially if you yeah, think, oh, I'm, I'm looking to throw, you know, uh, you know, half my dice at least in attack anyway, and I want this guy to go first, and suddenly it's like, oh, actually, this isn't much of a downside. Well, it's, it's actually pretty good with him. I mean, I would say, other than Canute, this is the other big hitter, and you know what, although I say it was not an amazing card, it was it was it's pretty useful when it's useful. You know, it's like, it's not one that you use early on, but later game, because um, this, basically, Tarek Tug has Brutal 1, he can gain uh, extra brutal through uh, rend, so he actually, you know, he's really great. But he still needs plus one damage. Um, but as soon as you get him up to plus four now, with if you can with uh, powerful attack, and you've got plus two to your dice roll, you just put, you know, I, I often put three dice in attack. You know, you're looking at, you know, you potentially you can get up to a ten, which is, you know, pretty phenomenal. You know, no, yeah, it's yeah. really hard to Please. block it, and with plus four damage, you know, that that, that guy was really causing some hits that you know people just couldn't really defend from so um yeah you know it's a nice little combo or um so not not amazing but um if if you can afford to to, to have basically it it is amazing if you can live with berserk if you can't high risk high reward isn't it (laughs) so it's but but i think that's player skill isn't it If, if you can sort of you know see that it's not going to be that much of a you know a problem then you 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 play it like i said i i honestly i haven't really used much of only rage because i i rarely have seen a situation where i feel like it's safe to use um and it's worth the the, the benefit and it is a nice benefit you get extra you know potentially an extra couple of key uh i i just you know it doesn't necessarily i don't normally play with the aggressive only to be honest i i, I normally play with the more the tricksy uh, oh, i'm uh, sure you ones. do <laughs> so uh you know, it hasn't quite worked uh, for me, but uh, I I think again, it's it's the right situation, and the player skill is you know just to 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 read the situation correctly and, and to apply it. It sounds like you know you're getting there with that character. So uh, so yeah, it's you know uh, quite quite interesting. I haven't played against them yet, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to that. There's actually that is that list and probably the peasant list which gav is running another friend of the show shall we say uh who's uh been phenomenally uh, uh efficient at painting all his guys uh almost yeah his it's guys been up. great to see it on the facebook group actually yeah. lots of activity lovely from models. him he... uh lovely paint yep. job uh on those models and yeah he's uh he's 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 sort of done the more traditional i would say kind of monks list it you know more i'm used to anyway let's put it that way and he's sort of ventured into the peasant list which is not something i've experienced yet i'm quite looking forward to it though because it oh wow well, he plays that i was looking at it thinking god this, these guys make my big mono look all right and uh but then i, I know <laughs> yeah. they're all about the traps and tricks and stuff so yeah i'm, I'm quite looking yeah. forward to a very distinct different 
play, uh, you know. Yeah, and they they definitely offer that. I mean, yeah. so um, yeah, I, I, I'll probably explain the game I had, and um, and then uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll keep the uh, our last game actually with the uh, Silver Moon versus Rokan for another day because uh, we don't want to make it too long, I suppose. Um, yeah, we should we but, should probably try to wrap this up. It's an hour and a half already. I mean, it's it's been interesting yeah. to cover too. So we could, we could actually park it and come back and do the peasants and roses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, you know, uh, let's leave it like that then. I, I, I think actually they they kind of go together quite nicely because there's sort of two lists that are sort of not really fighting you, but yeah, they're, of... they're kind of, and they're more there's more extreme lists because and you yeah. know that's caused some debates within the group because of yeah because some people uh, are like you oh, know I I, I kind of want to. You know, I want samurais to fight samurais almost, and yeah, uh, you and then kind you of want a nice like peasants, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> or, you're, you're, you're basically your tactics are that basically, like... yeah, just stand around, kind of, you know, stopping me playing the game all day. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like those faction, those armies that don't play the game the way you expect the game to be played. And, and you know what? I think they're great; they have their place, but you may not want to play play them every day or every week, you know. But um, there's that sort of diversity is one of the things I really enjoy. But um, I think you're right. I think we can call it there. So, yeah, basically both having uh, a lot of fun, I'd say, on Tabletop Simulator. And um, it's definitely a great outlet to to play some great Bushido games. Uh, I think at some point we'll probably have to try, you know, ha- give it a go at playing people we don't know. <laughs> but, you know, that would be, well, be quite a weird it, one, actually, it's, I think. It, 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 I mean, I think I would want to be more competent with Tabletop Simulator personally. I think that's what I mean. Like, I, you know, if it, if it was like in a game install, I wouldn't have any problem with it. But I, I, I think, like, there's... Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe it's not too. Maybe it wouldn't be too bad. But you know, just sort of like. Well, um, it's also partially the problem. It's like there's just so many people that and so many different army lists to still play through. Um, we haven't really got to that point where it. it you know, it, it's not really getting. It's probably not going to get repetitive or boring anytime soon. Oh no! And and the fact is, tabletop simulator is like. I mean, we actually own most of the models we play with. Almost all of them. Yeah. You know, but well, like, like there is nothing yeah, stopping like you of, from. Yeah, it, like it ties in with what we're different. painting because we, we're generally trying to play yeah. the stuff we've painted or we intend to paint. And yeah, it, it uh, definitely gives you this weird feeling we've all been of getting quite a lot painted, which is yeah, um, it's going to be it nice gives you that when, when it's weird all over. Feeling of like you've you've painted something up and it's like yeah. you know normally the next best fit you know the next thing is like, oh brilliant I get on the table and you can't yeah, have you want to reward right yourself now, so. by actually playing with it. Um, actually I've. You know, I was thinking like I, I've, I've, you know, like we were saying in prior episodes, I've finished my boards. I actually painted up all the new um, scenario objectives that GCT oh, put out. They're really nice, really nice uh, resin and um, just very uniformed. And uh, yeah, I used the airbrush on those, so that that was a really easy easy job. And um, pleased with those. And uh, yeah, so I've. Uh, done that and finished off the ito starter set and the uh you know the extras added into that so you know i i've i've had a bit of a uh i've, I've been paying some other miniatures for a bit uh another game I, i'm sort of focused on but i i am sort of thinking maybe utah are, are going to be next now i've given them a go on the t- on the tabletop simulator so well, it could be great to play because I, I must admit uh you're right uh, one of those armies that I've, i there's one of the ones that i i probably have least experience actually against um so it'd be great to sort of play against them there's, more. A, there's a couple of bits for my roses i just need to finish off as well but uh but yes yeah, so I, I guess the point is it's it's uh i'm finding playing these games on tabletop simulator makes we want to to paint more and finish my stuff yeah, off. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's not a, 
you know, because it, 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 some people may think maybe it's a replacement or something, but actually, I, I find it kind of keeps you engaged with the with yeah, the hobby. It, it, it's a stopgap, really. I mean, I, I, I say that, but because of our distance, I actually hope going forward that um, I'll still pick up games with you guys yeah. uh, for the running crew. I, I think we probably will. I think we're we're still prefer face to face if we can do it, but because yeah, yeah, it's just much easier to. Uh, to to you know get games regularly through that medium, uh, we well, and that's we, what's we great about it, isn't it? It's like it's it can fit in around people's schedules easier, and yeah. it can give you the opportunity to play against like people that you don't have to live near. Um, so I really like that, and it also gives you the ability to try new models out because I actually was pretty convinced that I didn't like the Hill Tribe Tracker or Amarok bizarrely on paper and i'm like amarek is amazing for our points he's like he's probably one of the least he's probably one of the best costed models honestly in dissension um and it's like and and, you know just without playing with her i just didn't really appreciate what she offered and then you um and also i do have a little bit of thing i'm not i'm actually not a big fan of the model if i'm honest but um uh playing with them though i was like oh actually these are really cool these hill tribe trackers and amarek so i was like I went out and brought them, you know, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it encourages me to go and buy the models. And, you know, because of the Gen Con sale, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick those up. And I've, I've picked some, a lot of the Kami up and um, just kind of like try to fill out the remaining gaps in my Jung and my uh, Dissension and my um, uh, Rokan. So now, now I pretty much have all of those complete apart Rokan actually is nowhere near complete. It's not really even massive, but as far as all the monks and animals go, I've, I've pretty much got all those. Everything <laughs> you've got is pretty much painted. And like we yeah. said, uh, Gav's done a great job going through uh, his Rokan and they're looking stunning. Um, uh, Adam's also done a really good job on his, uh, on his wolves. I, I hope he yeah, puts, yeah. puts it on uh, one of the media sites. Which, which we didn't sites. really talk about too much today, but I, I must admit every time I play against them, they're really impressive, uh, really competent fighters i really like the bow guy the bow samurai because they're really good at range and really good in fighting and actually what one of the things i really took me off guard when we did play is how aggressive they can be on the first turn because they they effectively they're quite happy with because they're scout two anyway they're quite up the field and they're actually quite happy doing a run of six inches and then they still have a threat range of four because if they get you whilst you're um exhausted and if you had run they'll absolutely murder you so like on my basically i i made a mistake of running a few people as you often do on the first turn and against yeah. them it was like you just cannot do that but you have to do will... because it's normally a free thing because you know yeah it, I mean, they're, like, they're, oh, they're, there are counters and stuff but it's rarely combat turn one right yeah. but against the wolf clan they're just like as soon as they see someone's run and then they wait till it's well, exhausted and they's like oh it yeah, also do a bit of range <laughs> defense as well you know with their archers maybe you're thinking oh yeah i just i just run because yeah especially if yeah. i can get, make it to cover then yeah i'm pretty much immune to their missile fire and then there's like oh hang on they've they somehow you know got me in combat you, uh, even if they're at minus one dice for running they're like well actually plus one because you're exhausted and so they're back up to three and then you're probably well you'll you'll be one dicing it and they'll just murder you so it's like it's bit, I, you, I did that. you definitely have to be a bit careful it's it's uh yeah. but i was talking more i think he's done a really nice job on the uh paint job on, on oh yeah models. definitely yeah. and uh yeah, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be good if he uh, i'll try to encourage him to share that but uh he's uh he's done a really great job there and um yeah so like you know everyone's basically just painting away and, and you know uh 
you know building building up their uh, collections um yeah we're getting lots of varied games with uh you know trying to build up um people's experience with the game and kind of you know that's been quite fun as well actually getting to the point where you're trying to give people fun games and i think that's one of the things i did enjoy about the tribesmen as i really felt they were a great army to to learn the game from um my kind of my my equivalent of ryu in a way because they're kind of or ryu because uh you know, they're, they're not too fancy or weird. You know, it, you know, it's like Tengu can be a bit odd at times just because they're so fast and mobile, they can catch you out, uh, you know. So, you know, it's just nice to have an army that you kind of, you can see it, you kind of know what it's going to do. Uh, but it's got a bit of everything so people can learn a lot of the different rules. So I was going to finish on, um, you know, so I'm kind of, kind of pleased to see that everyone's playing a lot, painting a lot and just talking like, uh, you know, exchanging ideas on, on lists and things like that. And it's, it's been really helpful to actually get really quick feedback on rule queries from, uh, uh, Jason and, uh, uh, Andy, I think the guy, the guys, uh, who are kind of closest to the detail of the game. Um, yeah, no, that's been amazing. And cause we have helpful. had a few, you know, we, we're getting to the point now where we're getting some really odd rule combinations. I, I, I did say Andy, right? It's, it's, it's Jason and Andy. Oh, okay, Jason Andy. Okay. Jason, over cool. there, Andy, right? Um, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the, the, that's been, I mean, because you don't normally get that with any other game where you've got a genuine rule query and you can get a fairly fast response in real time. Uh, that's been super helpful uh, just to keep us honest on the game table. So I think the yeah, community you know, basically has been, a, been really helpful as well that it's it's kind of mobilized really well on um, uh, on, on the Discord channel. And uh, it's been super helpful just to, you know, just to kind of um, field fairly technical niche questions sometimes and just be able to kind yeah. of, you know, work those through and, uh, and make sure we, we continue playing our games efficiently and, and, you know, having fun. Uh, that's, that's been pretty good. So I, I, just, I feel like there's been a, a good balance scorecard of, um, you know, activity lately and in terms of, uh, you know, uh, community as well. And, and on top of all the rest I mentioned. So, so that's, that's been great. I, I think looking forward, uh, what I'm, kind of most excited about is that they've got so much stored up now like we've been told about you know potentially a new rose and potentially a new uh ninja and potentially a new this and that and there's you know there's all sorts of things that they've alluded to and uh i mean there's just a lot to look forward to and and as things start to ease and things hopefully come um closer to normal uh in terms of you know life um we, we've got we've got a lot of exciting times ahead of us and uh, and that's good you know it's, it's well yeah i mean I, I, I can't fresh I, and exciting i can't wait to get the the great white shark model i'm not sure how yeah. it is, but I, I can't wait to get it and you know uh well, at some point you know the, i think i've played enough now where the idea of, of going um to a, a little tournament like you were going to in um uh, this year uh you know that'd be really exciting you know i'd really like to do that get more involved with the community and kind of play other people um you know so it's, that's sort of on the roadmap now i think um you know got a bit up enough experience for that um but yeah you know so definitely exciting stuff to come excellent well i think we have uh gone for uh, almost an hour and 45 um we've covered off uh well our experience of playing um the the ura uh, utah and uh, the hill tribe warriors 
so hopefully people will be inspired to give those a go or um, give us some thoughts on how they've used them um, next time it'd be great if we can get into the roses and the peasants and uh, any, anything else of interest and uh, and, and, and the uh, the sheet shy as well sure I think we have uh, yes, to talk about yes they're the, <laughs> yes <laughs> Most, mostly around rules questions but no joking we got we got through those eventually yeah <laughs> so, yeah so um, uh, yeah I think it's time to pick up then um, great so uh, shall we uh, call it there Darren yeah indeed thanks very much for listening everyone Yeah, thanks everyone. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.